On Second Shot, we cover two new stories every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And at the heart of every one of these stories are people, just like you and me, who've had to overcome incredible odds, to face the greatest challenges, to struggle and fight back. But now, we're changing it up. In these episodes, we're skipping the headlines and going straight to the people that inspire us to grow, to be bold, seek change, and act courageously when the rest of the world may not. A second look, a second chance, a second shot. This is Second Shot Sit-Downs with your host, Jenny Anchondo. We are starting the new year with a second shot sit down that I am really excited about. This one actually came to fruition pretty quickly. I heard about this mother-daughter duo, Donna Fisher, who is just like a total rock star mom, business owner, kept everything going during the pandemic. And, and also, you know, more importantly, has been such an example for her daughter and for the rest of us. Her daughter, Skylar, uh, woke up one day with with a tingling in her legs, and I'm gonna let her explain more about the story, but uh, ultimately ended up in a wheelchair for, for quite some time. Um, in the midst of this though, there's such a story of resilience and strength, both both inner and outer strength, that I have found to be so remarkable and so inspiring. In fact, I had a long conversation with Donna on the phone, and um, as she was telling me about this, I'm like, oh, I gotta hit record. Like, I just need to get to you and hit record so that we can share this story with everybody else. So welcome, Donna and Skylar. Hello, ladies. Hey there. I wish you would have hit record so I, I don't have to say it again. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I was thinking that too. I literally almost said, well, I wonder if I can just sit here in my car and say, okay, do you have 30 minutes? But then was, we wanted to bring Skylar into the conversation too. So let's kind of, um, let's rewind, Donna, to um, the day when your daughter woke up and said, hey, mom, I'm feeling like this, this tingling sensation in my legs. What's going on? Uh, it was in March of 2019 and she just said, my legs feel weird, you know, and I'm like, they're probably sore from volleyball or something. Get up and go to school like every mom, like, oh my gosh, another day, you know, where <laughs> well, I'm going to get called from the nurse. So, you know, it's like, okay, you know, well, it's taken out of bill or, you know, I just was like, all right. She goes, no, they like are tingling. So it was like tingling, you know, so I kind of think about it through the morning and, you know, we make it to school. And then the nurse calls and says, Skylar's legs are really hurting. And I was like, they're hurting. First they're hurting, then they're tingling. And I was like, well, this is interesting. You know, so I just kind of start really processing what's going on. And, and ultimately, and Skylar, I'll let you explain mm -hmm. what, so you must have gone to the nurse and said, okay, this is like, <laughs> I can't get through. What grade were you in at the time? Um, this was like three years ago. So I was in middle school. So you're in middle school, 14 years old, mm -hmm. right? And so you, are like okay what's going on what did you what did you think that it was i mean i just thought i had a swim meet like a couple of days before i thought maybe i overdid it there but i wasn't really sure and and then what what developed was it like okay then then one day you woke up and we're like i can't even use my legs or or what happened from there yeah then my legs started like really hurting and like really tingling and then we had to like massage them and stuff to get them to stop hurting and then eventually i just couldn't like bear weight anymore Wow. And that was over the course of how many days? Uh, maybe like four or five. So over the, so, so like a week later, mm -hmm. did you ha were you just in bed or, or what happened? Yeah, I had went to bed the night before and <clears throat> one of my legs had like 
kind of stopped working, and then I woke up and like both of them weren't really working. Donna, did you ever, I mean, we talked about this on the phone, it sounds like you really, you have some ideas about what it might have been, but you don't really even know now what, two, three years later? Right. We, I mean, we did know then, and we, we still don't know now. I mean, we know a lot of what it's not. I mean, that's what happens with um, these type of things, with neurology and some interesting things is you go through a battery of tests, and we've been to the Mayo Clinic emergency rooms, and, and they can tell you what it's not, but they can't really tell you exactly what it is. I mean, the body is, is unique, and the brain, sometimes it just shuts down. And, I mean, I, we've seen this. I mean, being a trainer and a therapist, I have clients that are older and they'll tell me sometimes stories about their life. And I mean, I get it now. Like, okay, I can see where you can tell me that when you were younger, this stuff happens and it's, it's real Mm -hmm. and it's, it's challenging, especially when you're sitting there. And I mean, I carried her around on my back, back and forth to the hospital until we got a walker and then we had crutches and then we had a wheelchair and it was just kind of like, what? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's happening. Right. Well, and for and, and so some people are watching the TV version. Some people will be seeing the audio version. You're a very petite, athletic woman. Right. I'm 4'11", and I weigh, you know, 115, and my daughter's 5'5", five, five, weighs 130. But and sometimes, and she couldn't squeeze me with her legs. So a couple of times when we were leaving the hospital, I mean, I would, like, be like, try to bring your legs, you know, right. So I'm trying, and we um, would literally, I mean, we would laugh, though, a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah, just trying to figure out what it is. <laughs> I mean, it was it, it was almost comical at some point where it was like, if you don't laugh, you would you would fall apart. There so, was a lot of crying too. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, of course. I mean, I it, it's sort of like the secondary frustration to being in a situation that's physically limiting mm-hmm. is the not knowing, and that's got to be just like so frustrating because we expect that we go to a doctor's office, we get a test, we get a diagnosis and an action plan, but that's never that's never really happened, has it? Well, like in yeah. orthopedic, that's what happens. You break a bone, mm-hmm. you get an x-ray, they tell them your leg's broken, you put a cast, they fix the bone, but that doesn't always happen in, in neurology and some other fields. So I want to, you, you both have incredibly interesting stories after that, and, and it's, it's almost like when you hear about this, the least interesting part about them is that is that thing that happened to your legs right. because you've both gone on to flourish in your own in your own ways. So Donna, what what happened to you as a we know that your background is as a trainer, we know that you teach fitness classes and stuff. Talk about what your career was, you know, prior to this. Um so my career's always been fitness. So I teach aerobics at the Cooper Fitness Center and I've been a Pilates teacher. I was an occupational therapist and I've always just loved movement. Um when she couldn't move, I kind of stopped moving because I felt so guilty i couldn't take a run because she couldn't run the thought of hiking or biking was was unbearable so i didn't do much for that first year except uh, i was pretty angry and then it was like okay so it doesn't matter why it just mattered what we're going to do about it and so i just switched gears I was like okay that's it that's it. No more doctors. We're going to figure out what we can do. You still have arms, you know, you still have this amazing, beautiful face and heart and head. So let's get going. I mean, that's what I would tell somebody if they came to me as a client, like your legs don't work, but your arms work. So I, I felt like if I could do that for other people, I should be able to do that for myself. And so that's when the transformation happened. 
And so you started encouraging her, and it was like of a lifetime of fitness, a career of fitness. Yeah. And I can totally see where you would go to that. I can totally see yeah. where you would go to that place. How can I go like, take a run when she can't even move? I, yeah. I just couldn't do it. What, did, what was your perspective on that, Skylar? Did you know that she was feeling like that? Um, I knew it was kind of hard for us to move on because we were so used to like going to Colorado in the summer and <clears throat> hiking and all this stuff. So It was such a big part of your family was being outdoorsy and being yeah, athletic. and. And so, so you guys created an action plan. You started getting, it sounds like, figuring out what can we do in a, in a wheelchair. And what did, There's a lot. Yeah, yeah. So what did, what did, you, what did you try once you changed the, your mindset on that? Everything. A lot. <laughs> okay, take me through it, Skylar. Um, we tried wheelchair basketball, which was not my thing, but that was cool. Um, I, I still do the skate park. It's called WCMX. Where you go to the skate park and you get in a wheelchair and you put this huge helmet on and these knee pads, these elbow pads. You go down ramps and go in the bowl and all kinds of crazy things you probably shouldn't be doing, but you're doing anyway. And then um, I've still been swimming, which is good because I mean, you still have your arms, so you can still swim. Um, and then I did a lot of a lot of other things. And I saw a video of you competing <laughs> in. Miss Dallas, you're all over the internet. I mean, you're so so. Talk about what that was like getting getting involved in Miss Dallas and, and how it went and what you did for your talent and everything. Um, yeah, so I've been competing in pageants for a while um, before the wheelchair, and so then when I kind of was like in the wheelchair, I was like, well, I guess I can still do it. I mean, just in a different way. Um, I've never had really a talent to like present on stage, um, so I brought ramps um, that Rise Adaptive Sports let me borrow. And I brought them all the way to Houston to compete for Miss Texas. And I did this routine with the Rams and I jumped off the stage. And that's the, that was my first time ever doing talent and I won. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, first of all, what did you say when I said, I think you should use your wheelchair like, for talent? No, yeah, I'm not so. going to do talent. And then I was like, uh, okay, I guess that's kind of a good idea because no one else is going to do it. They're all standing up there singing. Or... And you won the talent portion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. First place. Wow. <laughs> Wow, what did you think when you when they announced when they announced it was you? Oh, I guess my mom was right. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna just record that and put it on yeah. repeat for like yeah. all moms yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Good. <laughs> for all things. Oh my gosh. Well, so so you went and did it. Did, how did it feel going from being you know a walking participant in a pageant mm -hmm. to being in the wheelchair, making that transition, and showing up in that in that space again? Um, you know, in a different capacity. Well, it was definitely different because you're like the only one there that's like in a wheelchair has a disability but it's definitely good to like show other people that no matter what happens that you can still do it well i mean yeah so and her spokesmodel was her it was just amazing she talked about everything she'd been through and it was i mean that's what that's all about to me that's what pageantry is about absolutely it's, it's about sharing your story and that that gave her a stage and that was amazing i was like oh I see her story being written, and the it, the picture started becoming very clear to me. Oh, okay, it's becoming really beautiful, and it's taking shape, right, and color, and it's like, mm. you know, it's an interesting age. At that age, I think, um, you know, by the time you're an adult, everyone's got like a rich story and things right. that have happened to them right. and stuff, and hardships and stuff. At your age, you know by the grace of God, most people don't, you know, they've got kind of just had a childhood and lived right, their life right, and people right. have had, you know, maybe some little hardships here and there. I can imagine that that was what you went through is not as relatable though to people your age. Was, right. was that hard to have gone through something so intense? Um, 
when you hear people just talking about, I don't know, other little things like that might seem mundane in comparison to what you were dealing with? Um, it was definitely hard, but I guess it's just all part of it. It was like meant to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I um, don't really understand. I mean, we don't even understand. So definitely hard to just, you know, her friends are busy doing able body things running around. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely changed the friend circle and they just don't, they don't get it. But she's got a new circle. Yeah. Well, talk about your new circle. It was, I think what, what struck me so much in the moment when I was really like, ah, I gotta just record on this. I need to record this right now. Was the way that um, your mom spoke about like what a gift it was that you had this new circle mm -hmm. of people and that, that your eyes had been opened up to this whole new community. So I would love mm -hmm. to hear from both of you on that, just what that was like. Maybe we'll, we'll start with you, mom, just um, what it was like to see her sort of like experiencing this, these new things and then making bonds. I mean, it it's kind of a an amazing experience. Like she wasn't really one of those kids that always had a group of people around her. You know, I have a son who's you know kind of out there and he's always like the center of attention. But she's just more of an observer. You know, so for her to really connect with someone, I mean, it's 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 pretty special. So when I would go out there with her and it would be like Skylar, Skylar, and it was just like. Uh, okay, and and I mean, it, you can tell when your kids are happy, right? Their face lights up, they, their voice changes. Their, and then after, she come on, thanks, that was so fun. Wasn't it fun? And I was like, um. <laughs> and then I would say to her, like, oh, that's not really my idea of fun. But you know what I did is I enjoyed watching you have fun. Like, it was amazing. Wow. And so then it just started blossoming it was it, i mean honestly it was just like oh my gosh this is crazy <laughs> it was just like and then we're traveling and she's racing and she's part of this and she's part of that and she's just wanting to try anything i couldn't even get her to, to try anything before you know and even my son was like oh my gosh Skylar would have never done any of these things i think this promise thing is really a true blessing you know and this is a 13 year old boy you know and we started enjoying doing the things together he goes with us and travels and you know my husband I mean he he's the one that transfers three or four wheelchairs back and forth and in the truck and out of the truck I and mean, it's a lot of work I mean we've traveled with three mm -hmm. adaptive bikes before in and out of the airport and in the car and out of the car and it's quite an experience mm -hmm. of patience <laughs> I just love that you got to see the joy back in your in your daughter's face I can imagine that that it's, was amazing amazing how was it for you? Do you think that you're a different person now compared to before? Um, yeah, it's good to have my new group of um, friends. I've met a lot of friends through like the adaptive sports and there's like a really great um, like community through them. Can you explain? Um, because it just dawned on me. It's like, oh, her friends don't understand. Well, let's help people to understand, right? Like there's people, probably a lot of people who are, maybe they don't know anybody who uses a wheelchair or maybe only somebody who used one later in life. So what is adaptive sports? What, is, what does that mean? Um, so it's basically you can do there's any sport that you can think of and then you just adapt it to the way that you can um, Compete in it or play it or yeah What's your main go-to thing right now? Um, I'm doing paratriathlon, so it's um, swim back and run just like a normal triathlon um, So you swim just however you swim. I mean there's people without arms people with no legs people with one arm and one leg or people blind people deaf it's crazy a lot of different things and then you do um cycling so i have a hand cycle um, that i use and then racing chair uh the running is a racing chair and then you use that it's like a wheelchair wow it's amazing yeah. and before this your main sport was swimming 
right? So when she swims, she can't kick in the water. She just swims right. with her arms. Right, right, right. But then she's... Oh, that's the hard part, the arm. Oh, my right. gosh. Yeah, <laughs> I can't even swim across the board. <laughs> yeah, no, me neither. I need a life <laughs> I mean, but there's... I mean, there. what she uses is an arm bike. And, I mean, just imagine riding oh. just your arms and not your legs. And it's not just her. It's, it's everyone. And let me just tell you, you these kids are working so hard. When I'm out there, it's just like... I mean, my son's complaining because I got the milk wrong. And these kids are just killing it on adaptive surfing and adaptive. Oh, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. So whatever disability you have, they will adapt it to you. I mean, she's part of Rise here in Dallas, an amazing organization. And they do camp all summer. And you can go to the lake almost every single day and do adaptive water skiing. And she goes out almost every single day and tries something different. She did something with your knees this year knee, knee oh, wake surfing it's like behind a boat and the boat creates like this wake and then oh i've seen that crazy. then you can eventually drop the rope and you kind of just surf behind it but you're still following the boat so that's like the thing that people whose legs are fully functioning still really struggle with by the way right right yeah. so but you're but you're out and there you doing sit it. Yeah. in this little seat thing and you do it sitting down Wow. What, what is RISE? Can you explain what RISE is? I understand you're going to be a spokesperson for them. Mm -hmm. So this is like a little practice session. <laughs> you're doing great. Um, RISE is an adaptive sports organization in Dallas. They have just about any sport you can think of. Um, the main thing is the water sports in the summer. That's just really amazing. You can go out like every day of the week and they have a bunch of volunteers to help and you can wake surf, you can do parasailing, you can swim in the lake, you can do water skiing, just about anything. They work so hard. Okay, so you had the year of sort of just like appointments and trying to figure out what's going on, what 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 caused this, still don't really know. And then your mom said, okay, we're gonna get you out there and start doing things. What did you think about that? Were you like, okay, wait, we need to fix this? Or were you like, okay, sure, let's go try these adaptive sports? Or what did you think? Um, yeah, so a couple years before like this whole situation happened, I went and watched um, one of my friends that I had met compete at the the WCMX like world championship thing. And so we met up with um, them again because we hadn't really talked to them since then. And she kind of got me started with Rise and helped me with that. I started reaching out to like the community. So like every mom, as you know, needs um, help, you totally. know? And so that's where it really changed for me. It was kind of like, okay, I can't, I can't do this by myself. And so it's like, hang on a second. I mean, God's already written the story way before now. There's these things in place that already happened. And I went back and was like, oh my goodness, this woman, this, this, this. And so I just started making calls. And it was like, and then this, you know, support and go over here and go over that. I was like, oh, okay, you know. And two years later, it's just like, that's okay, I got it. And, and two years later, you, you're, you have like a fully, it sounds like a, you have a, uh, would it be accurate to say you have a more robust community now than you had before this happened? Oh. Absolutely, and not just robust, but something that's purposeful and meaningful and, you know, mm -hmm. something we care about with our heart and soul and, I mean, something that she's passionate about. And know? Donna, for you, after it was like you told her, okay, you're going to start doing these sports, and then you kind of got back into right. fitness, which you had just given up. Right, so I was kind of like, well, you can't <laughs> say it and and not do it and I had neglected my son you know I mean you try not to do it but that's what happens and um, he's pretty athletic and so I tried to find something that me and him could do together and 
So I started doing these little obstacle races and me and him would go together and he really liked it and it was really fun and really it was just something fun to do. I'd done these things before in the past, but you know, being older and I just tried to keep myself safe and mm -hmm. so. How old are you? Do you care or do you mind saying? 50. Okay, yeah. okay, awesome. So I turned 50 this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so um, me and him would do races together and we just had a lot of fun and for some reason this year, I, I when I turned 50, I was like, well, maybe I probably need to slow down from the obstacle racing. It's a little dangerous. I don't want to hurt myself. And then um, I had my best year yet. <laughs> and so then you guys, the original, like the original friend that connected us and told me about it because they're like, you've got to hear about this local woman, Donna. She's doing these Spartan races. Come to find out there's a whole huge backstory, obviously, which to me is like really the second shot that both of you have had. But um, so, so you were like, I'm going to, I don't want to do this anymore. You keep having things happen because you don't want to do them, I know. and then you just have—they they have to happen. Like she didn't want to open a Pilates studio, but I think what happens when you surrender—you know—when when you just surrender, like, I really don't want to do this, but I'm going to be open to. Um, it's not really about what I want, but maybe it's about what I need, or maybe somebody else needs me to do it, and I feel like that's where you have the most growth. And if I did everything I wanted to, I would be half the person I am today, and that's. That's the truth. That's true. I, I mean, I wouldn't I have... I do this interview. Right. I didn't. <laughs> I mean, I really didn't. And um, I have this amazing studio, and I get to help tons of other teachers, and I have a wonderful family. So... So tell me, so tell me this. You, you did the race, and then you got, like, a notification that you had done really well and qualified for another race. And this was all after you were, like, not even wanting to race to begin with. So okay, explain so... explain how you ended up, like, around the world doing these races. <laughs> Well, I don't really know how the whole system works because I just did it as like fun. So I didn't pay attention to um, how the rankings work. So I guess I raced well enough at multiple races that I qualified for the world championship qualifier. And so when I got the email, I thought it was like a participation trophy. Like they sent it to everybody. <laughs> so I called the headquarters and was like, what is this? I've been racing for five years. and. I didn't even know you had something like this. And he was like, yes, you need to go to Lake Tahoe and you do this race. And if you get in the top 10, you get to go to the world championship and it's Abu Dhabi. And I was kind of like, what? Abu Dhabi? I, I mean, honestly, I was like, this is nuts. Okay, but in the, in the meantime, my daughter's thinking she wants to try out for the Paralympics and I'm literally giving her these speeches. You can do this. And I'm taking her all these places. I mean, we must have went to 10 different places last year mm -hmm. to travel and get her times up and I'm getting all these trainers. I'm doing all these things for her to inspire her to do these great things. And here I am like, I can't do that. And then I was like, why can't I? I mean, what's the difference? What? Right. <laughs> Adaptive age. I mean, what? I run a studio every day. I have clients every single day. And I tell them every single day, and I truly believe it, that anything is possible. And I mean, I've trained people without hands or feet. I've trained people with, with injuries and everything. I've even blew out my whole knee and rehab pretty much myself with Pilates. So why can't I do this? What is stopping me? And so you did it. I did. I was terrified. And you ended I was, up, right? I remember. I was. I kept saying to her, I, I don't think I can do this. <laughs> and what did you think? You're like, you're probably thinking, well, you keep telling me I can do this. <laughs> and I was like, I think you can do it. You got it. Yeah. 
And so what is a, it was a Spartan race. What is that for people that aren't familiar? So they have different levels. They have um, sprints, so it's like a three miles, 20 obstacles, and the obstacles are like climbing up ropes, going over A-frames, going through water, things like that. Um, then the second distance is a 10K, and then they have a half marathon, and then the full marathon. And so the qualifying race happened to be a half marathon, and I'm not really a big runner at all. And so I had never done that distance before. I'd only done the short ones. And so the Tahoe race had elevation and was a half marathon. And I honestly was like. It's like a half marathon uphill is what you up mean. Up a mountain. Like it up was, a mountain. It, it was completely up a mountain. I've only done one At one flat, point I had to I lean, lean forward to, to make it up the mountain. And it, it took me over four hours. So I didn't even check to see if I qualified because it was like, there's no way. I mean, I, I yeah. But a friend made you I was you crawling on, on, on hands and feet at one point. <laughs> I was like, there's no way I'm going to Abu Dhabi. And if, even if I was to qualify, how am I going to get to Abu Dhabi? So a friend made no. you check, and what did you find out? She's like, let's go see if, you know, we qualified. And I was like, there must have not been enough people in my age group. That's <laughs> what I found. <laughs> and you did. You qualified for Abu Dhabi. Yes. And so I joked around and said, you know, to my staff and to my clients, you know, I qualified for the world championship. And I didn't even know what that meant. And I wasn't planning on going. And they were all like, oh, yeah, you're going. And I was like, wait a minute. Wait. And so Abu Dhabi, I thought Tahoe was hard. Try running some sand dunes. That's it was completely insane and absolutely amazing. And what, describe what you did, what that was like there. So we know you were, did do well going straight uphill for so 13 miles. So it's basically miles. uphill but in sand. So when you step oh, in sand, you go down. Gosh. It's like snow. You would step in and go down and go down and down and down and down and down. <laughs> oh and so it was, it was countries from all over the world. It was amazing. So Canada, France, uh, Italy was incredible athletes. Um, Canada husband wife team won the whole thing so it was being in that environment with those level of athletes you know was highly motivating for me because you know you sometimes you not really sure where you are in that chain of athletes but I'm definitely um, average if not below average. <laughs> but you did it I mean did but you I did finish? It. Yeah I finished yes and I, I got 12th and so I was pretty happy with that. But she got 12th with food poisoning. And you had food poisoning. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. So How it, did that? It was, well, that's what happens when you travel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. And so when, when was this? When was the so Abu Dhabi I, race? It was, um, I just got back. So um, it was three weeks ago. What do you do when you come back from something like that where you've been, I'm guessing you were training for that. How did you train for that? And then what do you do when you get back? Um, I did train. I mean, I, I did not want to let anyone down. I felt like. Everyone, my family believed in me, and every single time I felt like I couldn't take another step, I would think about coming back and people asking me questions. And I thought about this time that we were doing a race, and I was in the water, and I was doing one leg of the race to help get her going, and I thought I was going to drown. And I was just like, I don't want her to see me give up. You know what I mean? So I kept going, but I literally was like looking at the boat, I have to get in that boat, I can't finish this race. And I remember thinking to myself, all these times I think I can't finish, you know, and just finish, it doesn't matter, Donna, it doesn't matter, just finish the race. And that's the same with everything in our life, everything in our life, right? Finish the life, finish this year, finish this day, finish this journey. It's just, wow, 
I mean, when I got back, I was gone for nine days. I mean, it changed me as a person, as a mother, as an athlete, as a trainer. I mean, my clients were inspired. I mean, we're excited about the new year, and it's just it's amazing what the body can do. I'll tell you that, and the mental capacity we have to push ourselves to such limits. Oh, I totally agree. And I think there's a misconception that just because somebody is a trainer or has education in that realm, that fitness is then somehow easy for them? Yeah, it's not. No, it's not. I mean, I, it was really hard. It was just really hard for me in general because it, it was hot, you know? It was like 90 degrees and there's no wind, it's all sand. I mean, it was hot, hard for everyone. How, how long everyone. did that take? How many hours was that one? That took me three and a half hours. Oh, wow. That's pretty, that, to me, that sounds fast. <laughs> yeah, like, no, it, yeah, it wasn't fast. It was, um, the, the fast people finished it in like two and a half hours, so that tells you. <laughs> wow. I mean, it really, it really is impressive, though, and I think that just like that message, and when I think about starting the new year and like what sort of messaging we, we want to do, I feel like for, for even, you know, even people who haven't been through a journey like you have been, just like our whole country has been through just kind of like this trudging couple years. That's how I felt. We need years. something. We all do. I mean, it could be a Spartan. It could be anything. It could be this. It could be everyone's. We've just been through. I feel like we've all been through paralysis. I feel like we're all paralyzed with fear and worry and everything. I feel like we have lived her story in the last two years in our in our country, and it's it's it is paralyzing. Yeah, and and people are sort of stuck in like that rut. So yes. when I heard your story, I thought this is so yes. perfectly aligned to be able to talk to people about what to do moving forward. I was in a like, rut, that's for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. right. And you got out, do you feel like you're out of the rut now? Like, do you, are you going to do more Spartans or are you like, okay, cool, check that off. No, I yeah, I, I, I remember doing a race and I was so out of shape that I did the AT&T Stadium and it was, I, I remember thinking to myself, who am I? What has happened to me? You know what I mean? I was so out of shape and I was so demoralized, but I still did the race because I, that's what I was doing with my son to be a good mom. And I thought, well, this is just happens to you when you get older, right? You just don't care anymore. And I was like, no, this is just what happens when you let yourself go and you've let yourself down. And so now I'm looking forward to a season of, I've learned so much about racing and this may be my best season yet. So, 12th, oh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to settle for 12th. Yes, oh my gosh. Skylar, what does it feel like for you to see your mom doing this, sort of like in your honor, like, like practicing what she preaches? Um, I thought it was really cool how she was able to go to like Abu Dhabi and like, even though it was weird how we had to like text in the middle of the night, cause like it's a completely different time yeah. zone and stuff. It was really good to see her compete. Yeah, it's wow, the whole family is like quite athletic and just, just getting out there. So what's next for you? Um, I have the Houston Half Marathon this month, so I'm looking forward to that. And then a couple more races this year. And will that be, that'll be a running race, so you do it in the chair in with your... In the racing your, chair. Yeah. Okay, in the racing chair, got yeah. it. And then what about like after, after high school? You'll have another year after this, mm -hmm. and then what? Um, then I'm hoping to go to the University of Arizona. And what will you do there? I heard a little bit about that. I used to live in Arizona and I love it, love it there. Um, I want to become a vet and they have a really good veterinarian medicine program there, but they also have um, a huge adaptive sports program. So they have a hand cycling team, a track team, a swim team. So I can kind of do vet school, but also combine and still do all my sports. Incredible.
And, and when, when I showed up here, so I heard your story and then I kind of half expected that you would be in a wheelchair now, but you were walking out. So explain sort of your pro like your physical progress. I know you guys still don't have like an official diagnosis or anything, but can you explain what that physical journey has been like? Yeah, so I did a lot of um, neuro rehab um, that kind of got me walking and my walking still like a little weird and it takes a while. So for longer distances, like all day at school and stuff, I use my wheelchair, but for like shorter in and out places, I just walk. What do, how, how do the kids at school react? Um, I mean, we all make jokes about it. They use, there was this other kid that got hurt one time and had a cane and they used to call us grandma and grandpa. So we all, we all kind of make jokes about it and make like cripple jokes and like things you shouldn't be saying, but I mean, you just have to have fun with it. You have fun with it and yeah. you, they're, they're just kind of one with you and understand that you're going through it. Do you think that there's a time, or do you even desire a time? It seems like you've been so successful with this particular athletic track. Do you even desire a time or see a time where you're like, okay, I won't need my chair anymore? I mean, we thought so, but we're, we're still really not sure. I mean, the future is like unknown. So for the past three years, we thought things were going to change and it was go back to normal, but it hasn't. So for now, I'm just going to do this. So it sounds like you're leaning into the life that's presented to you right now. Yeah. Right? Instead of just looking towards some other life that you don't know will exist. Yeah. That will just set you up for disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what do you have to say to people who feel like they are on a sort of like just, oh, well, when this changes, then I'll be happy. It's or, not true. It's just not. It's, it's, I mean, you're only going to be happy in that current situation when you just, I mean, I, I did do that, you know, I, for a long time. It was like, she's giving up everything. She's changing her whole life. And if I could just get her walking again. And, and, I mean, if she walks again, great. And if she goes out of the wheelchair and comes back, great. But if she doesn't, it's great. But it, it does take a while to surrender that, for sure, and letting go of your grip. I mean, as a mom, you want to fix it, you know. Well, what is the biggest lesson you've learned as a mom through this whole journey? Mm. I think trusting her, too, because she would tell me some things, and I would try to impose you know my will and my desires on her and she would say mom you know and I think at this age there's a little battle going on and so trusting her and right now allowing her to start having her life is you know kind of what I learned well I am just so impressed by both of you mm -hmm. I'm totally inspired <laughs> personally I think a lot of people will Love to hear um, your story. Donna, give give a shout out to your studio so people want to come train with you. Okay, this Let is called know. FBH Wellness, and so we do a lot here. We have um, muscle activation technique, we have a chiropractor, a massage, and my favorite thing is making the person um, just when you come to us, it's not just a one, you know, one thing that makes someone better. I mean, it's just not, you can't just, you know, do one thing and change your whole life. It's, it's kind of like I tell my female clients, it's like your makeup bag. You don't just have one line of cosmetics, right? You kind of pick a bunch of different cosmetics. And then um, we have a lot of male clients here. About 60% of my clients are males, and most of them are golfers. And um, so we just have a really small, intimate um, group. We have high-quality trainers here, and we really personal attention. I mean, it's just, it's just a place that... I've always wanted to be able to give to someone, but I never knew how to create it. 
And so oh, beautiful. So I know people will be listening to this from all over the country, but if you happen to be in Dallas, yeah, great we have, location. We have athletes come in here all the time that are coming in to play sports. So, well, I just can't wait to see what happens next for both of you. I think you're both incredible. I, I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation, and I know you're going to help a lot of people. So thank you so much to thank both of you. you. Okay, you guys, here's the deal. Uh, Second Shot Podcast is off to a, a good start in 2022. You know these episodes are out um, on CW33 TV every Thursday, 10 to 11 a.m. for the TV version if you want to see everybody in person. And then um, just, just a whole host of inspiring stories. If you're uh, new to the podcast, they are all available on every single podcast platform and you can find the whole list at secondshotpodcast.com and the tv versions at cw33.com all right everybody wishing you a wonderful new year and we'll chat with you soon bye-bye